Good evening and welcome everybody. You're listening to a night at the round table coming to you live from bbsradio.com station one. My name is Omina McGee and I'm your host for this evening. And I'm here with my wonderful co-host, energy healer, Randy Miller. Caroline Oceano, sorry, Caroline Oceana Ryan, Chandler and author. And Rama and Tara, White Knights. Rama and Tara here. And also our guests are Penny, Christopherson. And I don't know if Mike is going to be here. He may join us later. So if there is, we're going to start the evening off with a small meditation. I would like you all to get together because our meditation is going to be about peace in the world. Because the whole world is in divine chaos right now. So get yourselves all in a very nice, comfortable spot. Bring in all your guides. Fill your mind and your whole body up with white light. Close your eyes and through your third eye. going to visualize the world in your hands. Or if you want your hands in Michael Archangel, Jesus Christ, Buddha, Allah. Whomever it is that's your higher power, your higher God. Put the world in their hands or in yours. And as you sit there watching the world, you're going to repeat after me. You visualize the world in the violet flame, flaming up all around it. And you repeat after me, I am the cosmic law of forgiveness and the violet transmuting flame, forgiving all past mistakes I have ever made. I am the cosmic law of forgiveness, the violent transmuting flame, forgiven all past mistakes mankind has ever made. As that violet flame keeps blazing, again I am the cosmic law of forgiveness, the violent transmuting flame, forgiven all past mistakes I have ever made. I am the cosmic law of forgiveness and the violent transmuting flame, forgiven all past mistakes. Mankind is ever made. I am the violet transmuting flame, forgiving all past mistakes that I have ever made. I am the violet transmuting flame, forgiving all past mistakes that mankind has ever made. In God's most holy name, I am. And picture the world from the bottom, sitting on top of the violet transmuting flame and it goes all around it up to the top, transmuting all the negative energy, all the negative attitudes. And pray for all the souls that are involved in all conflicts, good, bad, or indifferent, and send the violet flame. Amen. That's it. On that note, we will welcome our team back to the show. I'm going to give out the numbers if anybody wants to call in and discuss whatever it is you want to discuss. 
There's definitely an office here, years of experience, to be able to talk about. And we always learn from our audience. So the number you can call, numbers you can call are 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. Again, 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. We would be delighted to discuss whatever's on your mind. So we will go around the table and see how everybody is doing this week. Energy-wise, insight-wise, funny-wise, whatever you have to bring to the table, it's always appreciated. And we most certainly could do with some humor. So who should take up, which one of you should take up the talking stick first? Well, Omina, I'm happy to, if you would like. Absolutely. Thank you, Caroline. <laughs> um, I am feeling, as they say, a disturbance in the force because of what is going on in the Middle East, but also what is going on with human beings' energies as this powerful light come in, comes in, that eclipse we had on Saturday very nearly flattened me. Uh, I felt like a truck had hit me. The energies are so powerful. I had an immense headache. We're, I was getting all these emails from different, you know, spiritual websites or teachers or whatever saying, oh, make the most of this day. I thought I'll be lucky if I survive. <laughs> the energies were so intense. So I just want to encourage people to realize we're not in the average sort of time on this planet, if we ever were. Um, we're going to have to be kind to ourselves. I'm trying to drink a lot of water. Get little rest during the day if you can. If you're self-employed or retired, that's much easier said than done. Uh, like 20-minute nap here or there. Um, I still am getting headaches at times. I just feel like um, we are being sent through the ringer. And if we can just remain calm and realize this is a time to release old toxicity and not blame one another for our outlook. I know a lot of people are taking sides as far as what's going on in Israel and Palestine. This is not helpful. And all of us who proclaim or claim to be of the light, this is our time. This is the time to step up and be fully the adult and the light bearer that you have claimed to be for who knows how many lives. So um, I just encourage people to stay centered, do your meditation time, talk to your spirit team. They're there for you. If you don't feel like meditating, spend time in nature, you know, do what you can, do some drumming, do what you can to stay in the center because a lot of things will try to throw us off right now. And um, yes, there's opposition in the air. There's also incredible transformation in the air. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if I just made any sense, but I send that on to everyone as a bit of encouragement. We're all in this together. So thank you, Amina. I'll pass that talking stick back to you. Well, thank you, Carolina. I think you make a lot of sense because you addressed an awful lot of what everybody is going through. I was listening to the radio today, and I'm going to talk about it later on. 
and I was yeah, I was listening to people calling in because we have a lot of people that live in this country that have family in Israel and they have family in um the Gaza, oh. the Gaza Strip oh. all along there. So you have you have an awful lot of relative relatives in panic mode. Yes. They don't know what's going on about their families. And at this point, it doesn't matter what side you're on because every, there's an awful lot of people of, there's an awful lot of um, Palestinians that do not go along with Hamas. Yeah. And people don't understand that. Yeah. Okay. So it's very important to understand that there's an awful lot of human beings suffering because of this while you have, while I'm on the, while I'm on this, on the stool, I might as well, while you have bigger egos battling who's going to win the war or why one is trying to wipe out the other. Mm. The Israelis want to wipe out the that whole West Bank there and the Palestinians, or I should say Hamas, excuse me, Hamas wants to wipe out Israel. Yeah. But nobody is thinking about the humanity of it all. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing just the inhumanity to each other. So I send out love and healing to everybody because it's not about that. You think it's about that, but it's not about that. I will pass the talking stick to Randy. Do you have anything to say? I got lots to say. I know. It's why you're next. <laughs> okay. One thing we have to understand about this whole thing, there is more Palestinians than there are Israelis. We have to look at the true history of that whole area. And how do you find the real history about that area? You have to remember that these guys... What happened to you? <laughs> Can you hear us, Randy? Hmm. Can you hear us all right? Well, that's true what he's talking about. It's old history. Yeah, yeah. Goes back then, a very long time. But I greatly appreciated that beautiful image, the violet flame sort of mantra, our affirmation and prayer that you gave us at the start of the show. Oh, wonderful. Well, that's something, yeah. if you ever get stressful, you can always sit down and keep doing it. Amen to that. Are you I, back, Randy? I'm back now. I don't know what happened. But anyway, Mr. Kesh Somebody was in contact. to silence you. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> Kesh was in contact with the Iranian government. They disagree with anything that U.S. or Israel is doing. He warned them of the traps that these two governments are setting up. And today I watched old Rishi Sunak there, another banker, shake the hands of Netanyahu. How many backroom deals did these bankers make? You have to understand something, folks. The only winners, if there is such a thing in a war, are the banks financing both sides. But the universe has a different plan for this planet, and it's not war. 
this is the last planet in this quadrant that is war on it. That its whole entire economy of this planet is based on war. If anybody follows the stock market, all the shares of all the companies that make bombs, planes, etc., they'd all went up. Now the price of precious metals are going up. It's all manipulation, folks. They're manipulating everything. They manipulate the energies and the things that you see on the boob tube that tell lie vision. They manipulate that. You don't know what's true. I call it, it's not real. So much of it can be old footage. You have to understand something. There's like, it's humanity. We need to bring the humanity back into the planet. How can we have peace talks when the people that are doing the peace talks are warmongers? They love war. They like to profit from war. It's kabuki theater. It's time for this clown circus to end. And there's all sorts of evil clowns in this circus. Because they are clowns. They've lost their souls. They have no commitment to love, peace, and harmony, even within themselves. So that's why they do not care. They have no compassion. They have no empathy for their fellow man. Power, greed, it's all about to come to a crashing end. So folks, this is what I advise that you do. If the news comes on the TV, shut it off. If the news comes on the radio, shut it off. Go outside, be in nature, read a book, play with your kids, play with your pets. Do something constructive and positive and don't get hooked up in the emotional drama of their crap, of their downfall. This is what you're witnessing, is the downfall of their civilization, their way of thinking. You go interview a hundred people you meet in the mall or the store. Not a single one of them wants to go kill their neighbor because they don't look right or they don't like the looks of their clothes or what kind of car they drive. Because that's what all this stupid stuff is all about. I pass the talking stick. Thank you, Randy. And it's very, very true. I've had, I've had thoughts for a while now, and it was before um, this, Iran, this Palestinian Iran, uh, Israeli uh, eruption came along. That somebody, someone, somewhere, because it's profitable, are pushing and pushing and pushing for a third world war. We're not supposed to have a third world war because that'll be the end of it. So I would still say, keep that elevated globe of the world with the violet flyer burning underneath it. Sure. Most of the manufacturing companies in the United States are all war-based. They Absolutely. all make some some kind of equipment for war. So if there isn't a war happening, they don't make money. And you see, they've lost their automotive. They've lost so many things. Right. They've lost so many things. They've lost their ability to make microchips because other companies are so far ahead of them. 
and yep. all sorts of things. But this is, I look at this as in divine order. Time to change who runs the planet. Well, that's, that's why we're in divine chaos now, because exactly. everything has risen to the top. To be healed and to be to be healed. If it has to be wiped off the planet, it has yes. to be wiped off the planet. Now and the thing is, like I said before, we don't know the soul contracts out of, of of a lot of people. What you have to understand, soul contracts can be cancelled. That's true. And the thing about war, it's all about ego. It's about power, violence. It's like an addiction. They have to be in control and controlling other people through violence, starvation, sexual abuse, you name it, whatever it is. When I heard on the news that the Israeli government would cut off the power, the water, and whatever else it was to the Palestinians, when you have an awful lot of people in Palestine that doesn't want any part of war and you're going to starve them and freeze them and cut off, cut them off from everywhere. That's not war. That's torture. And if anybody knows anything about that, the Israelis do because they suffered at Hitler. Well, that's what Hitler did. So yeah. that really, that part really upsets me. Did I tell you last year? No, I didn't about last week. Uh, Franklin Grain. You all know who that is, right? No. That's Billy Graham's son. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Okay. He's a minister. So he right. got on Facebook collecting everyone to pray for Israel. Yes, of course. How to, yes. And went on and on and on, and I read the whole thing, and I was enraged, and I wrote back and said, you call yourself a man of God? You're preaching what Jesus Christ preached, who was actually a Palestinian Jew? And you want everyone to pray for Israel? A real minister would ask everyone to pray for everybody. Yeah. And a couple of days later, I see it up there again, looking for peace, looking for peace, and I read the whole thing. And I got to the end of it, and it says, asking for prayers for everyone. So I thought, oh, he must have read my little rent. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he got more than one rent. Because anybody that's listening out there, souls don't know the difference between an Israelite and a Palestinian. Okay? Or from an Irish one to a Polish one. Souls don't know the difference. We're souls. That's what we are. All of us. So we pray for everybody. I feel so, I don't want to say, I'm well sad that people have to go through all this torture and upheaval to satisfy the egos of a few. A pastor talking stick. Who would like to pick it up? Well, Michael or Penny. Let's How about go. you, Penny? You want to talk? I want to talk, but I'd like to wait till after Micah speaks, please. Well, Micah. I want to. I want to be the lead into Rama. 
okay. Uh, we all have choices. I don't know if Mike can come on because his internet is terrible. <laughs> He's on now, I think. Micah, can you hear us? He's on, but I'm, I'm here. I mean, can you hear me? Can yes. you hear me? Yes, can you hear Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you, you can hear me? Yes. To all of our listeners from around the planet and throughout the cosmos. The uh, uh, My report today, um, talking a little bit about recent Keshe Foundation teachings, um, it's how we have had no choice to become what we have become as a human race because of how we were created in the first place. Call it an accident of the fields or whatever, but we ended up literally with half a brain. <clears throat> it's kind of funny because when someone is not very smart, we say they have half a brain. And we find out after millions of years that we were creating humans, but all the obviously there's much more to it than just having half a brain. It's not really half a brain. It's half of a sphere of a physical dimension of the brain. Because the soul as a plasma is a sphere inside of it. We are talking about half a sphere in physicality, not in the magnetic and gravitational fields of the soul. As we find out, the magnetic fields... Excuse me. Uh, sorry, my screen is acting up here. Uh, and <laughs> can you still hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, great. Uh, so obviously there's much more to it than having half a brain. Because the soul as a plasma is a sphere inside. As we find out, the magnetic fields of the sphere can be completed even if the sphere is not circular. The long shape of our body together with the blood flow actually does complete the sphere, but it doesn't fit within our thinking of being in a circle. <clears throat> the emotions of the earth are expressed through the rain, thunder, wind, earthquakes, and other such phenomena. And as the macro is in the micro, then the same thing should occur in the brain of the human being. Before we go any further, it's important to clarify something about our thinking, because sure enough, a knowledge seeker is going to say that this half sphere is a flaw, but it's not a flaw. Rather, it is the result of how the fields interact and come together to manifest something in the physicality. A flaw is when something doesn't fit into the conceptual thinking of what humans expect things to be like. And most of our concepts are based on the ignorance of not knowing the knowledge of creation. Mr. Cash has said many times, the beauty of the accidental coming together of the fields to create the earth has also by chance created the human race, which has the unique ability in the universe to love, of course, all of this came out of millions of years of suffering and killing. But in the time of the universe, that's just a few flashes. And already the creator has felt our suffering and has sent Mr. Kesh here to correct the half sphere of the brain into a full sphere human being 
who will then have the full unconditional love for all of creation and the soul of the human being. And that soul will spread that love throughout the unicles. So we can't really say it's a flaw or a correction, but this is how we as humans communicate and understand at the moment. Maybe we could say it's the adventure of life unfolding in the creation and not knowing what the fields will create in the future. Those who say they can tell the future will be out of business because we don't want somebody else putting their own limited concepts into our thinking and thus changing it. All these teachings are here to help us become a free plasma or a free soul so that we can share the joy and love of the creator with other plasmas to become free as well. Maybe this is why Mr. Kesh made us a half sphere space reactor in Iran to show us the essence of flight and that a half sphere brain doesn't have to be a limitation to show us the essence of flight and that a half, uh, excuse me, he gave us a big hint. And when he said, we are all flying objects. And in that half sphere reactor, he said, he created a soul of the physicality in the center of it, and it could take off. My understanding of this teaching is that the essence of flight or movement in creation is that we need to have a double core reactor. For movement in time and space, we need to have a reference point to go away from and come towards. <clears throat> we have double core reactors inside of us called the soul of the human being and the soul of the physicality of the human being. And they can change places with, other, with each other and do all sorts of things we have yet to learn about. If the soul of the physicality stays stationary, then the soul of the human being expands out to where we want to travel to. I think the soul of the human being has the ability to expand and cover the entire universe. And speaking of flying, Mr. Kesh will be showing the world for the first time at the Plasma Science and Space Technology Conference next month in London, the flying car. So folks, put your helmet and seatbelt on. We are in for a wild ride. And finally, I'll leave you with a quote from Albert Schweitzer. Schweitzer. Success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. If you love what you are doing, you will be successful. And with that, I pass the talking stick back to you. Well, thank you, Micah. We got most of all of that. I hope everybody else heard it as well. And I totally agree yes. with a lot of what you said. I'm still trying to understand a lot of what you said. But that's okay because that's how I learn. And I do believe that the key to happiness is loving what you do. So, is that everybody except Ram and Tara? So, with the time to bring on Ram and Tara, are you there, Ram and Tara? Uh, don't forget me. Oh, sorry, Penny. That's all right. All right, you have you have them. You have them. You I have won't let you talking. get away with that. I won't let you get away with that, Romina. <laughs> you have <laughs> Not... the talking stick and the walking stick. You can beat me with one of them. 
<laughs> or maybe both. I don't know. I got two hands, too, Amina. Well, I'm very quick. I'm very quick at ducking. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. um, I cho- I asked to um, speak before Rama and Tara because I found a, a, uh, an Aurora Ray um, writing that just fits right in here. It's a perfect introduction to what I know Rama is going to say. And it sounds like we need to be reminded about it anyway, again, based on what I know, uh, what we are being told anyway, and what I know is going to come up when Rama speaks. And she's talking about the Galactic Federation's message about evolution. And of course, she defines the Galactic Federation, first of all, as a non-interventionist global government that acts as a neutral power between all nations, races, and species in the Milky Way galaxy. Except that I know, and again, there's always the two rules, you know, in the, in the case of um, there's non-intervention, except in the case of psychic um, holocaust and nuclear holocaust. And so what they, what they do is work with each member planet. And I don't, uh, Rama can remind me of us of how many planets there are just in the Milky Way galaxy, but they're helping each planet uh, with resources and technology and education to help them grow as a race and to become more self-sufficient. They are aware that this planet, our planet, is, a, is ready for ascension. So they're sending information to the planet that will help us move forward into being more enlightened, into a more enlightened state of being. This is the part I like. This information is being blasted onto Earth, Caroline, using beams of light, which are actually being directed from their massive motherships. It's coming so fast that it's causing certain people to feel very uncomfortable. But the Galactic Federation knows, too, that this is temporary, and we are going to be moving forward into a higher state of consciousness very soon and you're going to hear those words later tonight so these beams of light contain knowledge and wisdom that we need to know so we can go forward into the next stage of evolution and they have information about how we can live in harmony with each other on earth how we can live together as one race and how we can start living from the heart instead of from fear and anxiety well i know that all of us are uh working from the heart and uh, getting ourselves uh, tied in knots because we're still living in 3D and it's, you know, we all know all about that. The beams also contain information on how we can live peacefully with nature and how we can repair our relationships and how we can live in balance with ourselves and with others around us. So those are all the things that are embedded in that light information that's coming in. Uh, even though we're getting headaches. <laughs> uh, so that's one part. And then they go on to to say that we have to do our part. And, of course, we have people telling us that every week, don't we, Tara? And so uh, that change is something that always happens, and we're, we're not, we shouldn't be afraid of it. Um, they want us to come together as one human race, and we're going to hear more about that later today. And we're spread out across the planet, uh, making sure that everybody has food, shelter, clothing on hand, because everyone, as she says, deserves it. Anyway, 
they they are seeing that we are on the verge of a massive shift in consciousness. She's she's uh, this is Aurora Ray, and she's the um, ambassador for uh, the Galactic Federation. And uh, one of the things she said is that the whole planet is feeling this um, motion towards uh, higher consciousness, and they're seeing a major shift in human behavior. And they're saying some people they are saying people coming together and working together to solve problems. And there's more people volunteering their time than ever before. And they're volunteering with compassion rather than with a sense of malice or with a sense of selfishness, like for my own good and for my value, not for yours. There's also they're also seeing an increase in our spiritual awareness. And people seeking answers beyond what science can provide. Well, and we 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 get a, a lot of uh, videos and audios on those subjects from the material that Rama and Tara choose for the program. So, and we all have, at least the people that are on these calls, uh, all have that sense of knowing um, within our spirit when it says that things are connected and that we're all part of something bigger that are than ourselves and that's a, that is a direct reference to um the law of one right which uh, caroline often reads at the start of calls um we are all one and when one is harmed all are harmed when one is helped all are helped we know that one and we're living with it and so um when people start to realize that there's more to life than what meets the eye I, they find a deeper connection to the world and a sense of unity with everything, okay? This is the new paradigm shift, and it, it moves our understanding of what it is to be alive and to be conscious, and it increases and shifts and expands our understanding of what it means to be human. So um, that's what I wanted to say. The Galactic Federation offers us knowledge and wisdom but we're the ones who have to come together as a human race and apply the teaching. And as she and she and she closes by saying, by uniting and working together, we can build a world where peace and understanding flourish. Let's explore practical steps we can take to make this transformation happy, happen. We love you dearly. We are here with you. We are your family of light. We are the Galactic Federation. Aho. And that's from Aurora Ray, ambassador of the Galactic Federation. I um, I just think that's uh, pretty great. And to learn more about how they're sending the information to us, too. So, so I thought that would be helpful information and inspiration for everybody on the call. And I pass the talking stick. Thank you, Penny. That was very, very good. And um, I think that if we all work together, we most certainly can. If we can't do it on an ego personality level, we definitely can have all those intentions on a soul level. Yes. But that's one way of everybody connecting is on a soul level, sending out all the good thoughts because that's what connects us. That's what creates the energy for change. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully it'll come into the conscious mind, that it comes from a soul consciousness into the conscious mind. And we keep doing that. So that should work. Thank you again, mm-hmm. Penny. So, You're welcome. 
Well, we welcome Ram and Tara, and Rama will give us an update on his readings and his energy, and Tara will give us her update. So welcome, Ram and Tara. Greetings, everyone. <laughs> I wanted to say something, because I, I really remembered when, um, when, when Caroline talks about the law of one, she doesn't say anything about being harmed at all. She eliminated that completely. And that's true because we're in the fifth dimension now, and that's not where polarity exists. That's ascension frequencies. So we just say as one is helped, all are helped. And we just got to let go of that other one we've heard for a million years. And and that's the truth because that's not where we are at. Uh, uh, do you agree with me? Caroline? Yes, absolutely right. I know Penny was giving the full um, traditional quote there, but um, when I say it, I, I never include the negative because I agree it's time to move beyond that. Yeah. It is. And so thank I you, did... ladies. Yeah. I appreciate you mentioning it, Penny. Thank you. Yes. I wanted to bring up something that Bernie Sanders on Amy Goodman's show. And as there's any question, I'm just going to say beyond any other show, Amy gets the truth out. And it's because it's a listener-supported uh, network. They're not doing the status quo of the all the other networks at all. And that's really an important situation to observe. I wanted to say this about... As the, this part says, as of this morning, Bernie Sanders blocks ban on United States aid to Gaza as Pentagon sends more material to Middle East. In D.C., Vermont, independent Senator Bernie Sanders has blocked legislation that would have effectively barred United States humanitarian aid from reaching Gaza. On Wednesday, Bernie Sanders objected as Florida Republican Senator Rick Scott tried to pass an, the so-called Stop Taxpayer Funding of Hamas Act by unanimous consent. And this is what Bernie's words are exactly. Right now, and I mean, this is an eye-opener, I just got to say. Right now. There are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of innocent men, women, and children in Gaza who have lost their homes. They have been thrown out of their homes. They have no food. They have no water. They have no fuel. And I remind my colleagues that half of these people our children. In other words, when I just throw a number out and say, you know, there's 2.2 million Gazans, and then we want, we have thrown out, you know, 1.1 million people out of their homes. Half that number are children. Oh my God. So, Pentagon Chief Lloyd Austin has ordered an additional 2,000 United States troops to deploy to the Middle East in support of Israel. 
The order builds on a rapid response for force of 2,000 U.S. Marines sailing for the eastern Mediterranean, along with two U.S. Navy carrier strike groups. Yeah, two U.S. carrier ships are over there. And usually there's a couple, we're talking about 9,000 per ship if it's fully crewed. I don't know. This is not very balanced, let's just put it that way. So um, this evening, President Biden is going to primetime address where he's expected to ask Congress for $100 billion in emergency funds to ship more weapons to Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. And to further militarize the United States-Mexican border. This is a crime. These are crimes against humanity, right, Rama? Yes. You want to speak to that? Um, uh, first off, I need to say that we're way behind in playing DPS radio, and this is how we need to Stay on the air. Okay. It, it is a huge deal in order to get the word out that the lamestream media, like Randy said, it's a bunch of clowns and they're getting paid millions of dollars to lie. Mm-hmm. And it is so important to keep these shows on the air and we do need help. We're about $900 in the hole to pay BBS radio. Well, we have $93.10 toward the first week yes. in this month of October. So we owe $205.90 in order to pay BBS radio because it's $309 per week, which adds a $50 amount to help continue to defray the cost of the month of February when we had many car problems. And so then uh, on on the second week, we owe $309. On the third week, we owe another $309. And then starting on Sunday, the fourth week, we owe another $309. So I'm just going to say as we can, please, and we know what we have to give. Please help BBS Radio. The, the bills don't get any less at BBS Radio Station 2 or 1. So thank you, everyone. And thank you so much. So much. We are so grateful. And you can go to our website. Caroline always has to tell us what to say. <laughs> RainbowRoundtable.net and go to the tab, click Donate. Yes, and as you wish to make sure it all comes, money all comes to pay BBS Radio, don't you click on something called for family and friends or say something else now? Yeah, once you go into the PayPal, you can click for family and friends so they don't take out any of the donation. Yes. Otherwise, PayPal takes money for themselves. Yeah, and PayPal is owned are in the past Elon Musk. 
I don't know where to go with that statement at all. Oh. Yeah. And uh, what I could say that in the course of the last week of this fiasco that we're watching, I concur with what Penny has said. The Galactics are here. Uh, They are pushing right to the edge with the fear stories, right up to the ideas of nukes and fake alien invasions, other kinds of dramas to distract because they are out of time, they're out of money, they are not out of love. They have to choose. And that is about waking up in their consciousness, everyone's consciousness. And I can say, you know, I'm not choosing sides in this story, yet Israel did this to this hospital, not Hamas. And it is a huge deal. We are this very ancient empire, and it goes back to this original story, um, the Middle East. And it's also connected with another story that, you know, about the Aboriginal Moabite nation and all the people in the Holy Land, the original stories. Everybody was black. King David was black. King Solomon was black. There is a narrative that has been changed. Over the course of the time. And yes, she was brown. And yes. And the mother was brown. She was born a Syrian. They're all brown people. Yes. This has to do with this ancient story that I keep bringing it back to. Mother's wayward children, Anki and Ninlil, Nin Herzog. This story about Nibiru and what happened with the Great Flood. It's all connected with this present drama going on right now in the Middle East. I mean, I visited the Western Wall, the Wailing Wall. I've been to other places in, you know, Israel and Palestine, all through that area. Hitchhiking back in the 70s to see (laughs) Mother Teresa and Saibaba. And there is, I read something recently that Seth talks about, Seth speaks. There are major portals in the Middle East, and there are time differentiations. It has to do with space, time, energy, matter. We've never been taught about this except through... Greg Braden and Bruce Lipton, maybe other folks, Graham Hancock, but there are anomalies that have been going on since Anki and then Lil landed, you know, however many thousands of years ago, and maybe that's even skewed mm-hmm. a little bit. Zachariah Sitchin, you know, and other folks talk about it because they have chosen to take 
pieces of the puzzle out so we can't figure out our 12 strands of DNA. But it's happening in spite of their best efforts to keep us in the dark. And it's not working. People are waking up like never before and saying, we don't want war. We don't want to have this division going on. I'm, I have watched this fiasco going on with Israel since the 60s. Mm-hmm. And it's not pretty. And I don't wish any ill will towards Israel. Yet, it always has been Palestine. This has to do with the deeper story of these 13 families who, there are two words in ethnic cleansing. It's not a pretty picture, but it's going on in Africa. It's going on right now in the Middle East. It's been going on in this country for over 400 years. Central America, South America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it is about these ideas that are very ancient. And it is about our extraterrestrial brothers and sisters who played around with ego and got caught up in you know, the the dramas and it, you know, who are you going to serve? And you serve your higher part, which is connected with the one. We're all one in this story. And I um have to remain neutral and send love to all these folks that are playing in this game because it is very fluid and volatile right at this time. They want to play with the end game. And, you know, there are stories out there about so-called Putin allies that want to play with nukes right now. We're not hearing a whole lot of what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. But we want to make a point that it's not the real Putin. No, it's not. It is this deep state over here, over there. And Ukraine is part of it. And Putin's in an underground base in In, Siberia, under the ground with the Andromedans. Yeah. Since before the war was declared. And the fake Putin from the deep state here is what was replacing all the stories and making them up as they go. It is, you know, I have experienced having to cry many times this week with the horrors that are going on. And I just talk to the deer. I talk to the crows. I talk to the father sky, mother earth. And, and every once in a while, a couple of two-leggeds. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it is about coming from that high heart place that right now we are in the shift of our lives. And it is about 5D physically anchoring in ourselves. And I can say 
the fifth dimension is not a place or a time. It's right here, right now, inside each one of us as we choose love rather than war. And that's a big deal when you have to go through eons of clearing trauma. And what Caroline does with Bonnie Satori and many other amazing people on this planet right now are lifting the energies higher. And I see these beings throughout the course of the days, the different angelic beings and ETs and (laughs) the four-leggeds and the ones that fly. And they're all just saying, we need to focus on bringing peace into this realm right now because it's teetering on the edge and the sun sent out two huge solar flares today and i keep being told that flash is right around the corner i wish i knew i sound ridiculous but it is what it is um i have to bring it to the science of what graham hancock talks about and greg Braden and others that these folks that came from the stars that maybe had an issue with mother, father, God, and their egos got in the way. And I'll just say, you know, you saw what happened to Anakin Skywalker, and he returned back to love with his son. And here's my story. This starts on Sunday, the 15th. I sat with 12 deer and six crows at 12 p.m. early this afternoon. They said to me, Lord Rama, the energies continue to be extremely high. The humans need a lot of love at this time. They need to turn off their devices and tune into the high heart. What is going on is so transformational. It is about the great shift in us and Mother Gaia. Then I received a text message from Tom the Ringtail Cat. He said to me, Lord Rama, the Galactic Federation is here. The captain and the admiral are also present. The paper soldiers are playing out their final moments. No disrespect, but it's, it is what it is. This whole story has two words, ethnic cleansing, blaze the violet fire. At a certain point here, the admiral, the captain will give the word and you will see one of the 12 motherships, 5,000 miles in diameter on screen. Be ready. Starfleet Academy is recruiting. And as this happens, you and I And quite a lot of other folks are going to have to do some fast talking. (laughs) It is about sending more love to the folks that want to lock and load. It is about how we are all one. One people, one earth, one sun, one moon. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste, Blaze the Violet Fire. And this is Monday, 
I received a text message from Darby Odell at 12.09 early this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Rama, it is a fine day at Glastonbury Tor. I am here with some elvish folk and some fairy folk, and the fairy folk have been making mandalas with flowers. These mandalas have been imbued with the energies of the Pleiades. These fairy folk talk of coming from the Pleiades to Earth eons ago. In this current moment, all of heaven and all of the kingdoms and queendoms are here to bring peace. We are the ones who can bring some light to a very dark story. It is about loving each other, loving each one of us, no matter what we look like or where we come from. Some of us come from light years away to this story on Earth. This is the biggest show in the galaxy. See when the light of the most radiant one, Satnam Namaste, blaze of iron fire. I heard this on Native America calling this week, different elders coming forward saying, this story right here today is the biggest show in the galaxy. All the star nations are here and we had better listen up. And this is Tuesday. I heard a story today on Native America calling about Lady Nada and White Buffalo Calf Woman. They talked uh, they talked about how she is returning at this time, as well as the other ascended masters and teachers. They spoke about how buffalo herds are increasing in numbers in the United States. Then I received a text message from Tom, their intel cat, and sweet Angelique, the cat. They said to me, Lord Rama, heads up, the solar flares are increasing. We are expecting the big one at any time. As we approach the next lunar eclipse, full moon, expect magic and miracles of the most wonderful kind. Our presence on Earth is getting known. More and more. See you on the light of the most radiant ones. Satnam Namaste Blaze Violet Fire. This is Wednesday. I sat with six deers and four crows at eleven forty this morning on Sun Mountain, Santa Fe, New Mexico. They said to me, Lord Rama, the energies energies continue to be way up there. The ripples in the virtual pond in the universe continue to roll out. Then I received a text message from Mr. X. He said to me, Lord Rama, the attack on the hospital was done by Israel. The hologram, President Biden, his programming ordered him to lie. The program is designed by head members of the 13 families. Please place all of this in the circle of support. We are at the end game. Satnam, namaste, blaze of violet fire. Note, the dark side is out of time, out of money, yet they are not out of love. And send them more love, as we are saying. All we are saying is give peace a chance. And 
this is today. I sat with six deer and three crows in Suzuki on the way to Santa Fe today at 1020, mid-morning. They said to me, Lord Rama, the energies remain extremely high. The, the crows and the deer were very alert. They were watching every sh every movement. If I moved, they moved and watched me intently. And it was a trip. Um, I sensed a certain uneasiness with them. And it was because they're feeling what we're all feeling a little bit. That how we move through this with grace and dignity is to send more love. And then at 12.20 early this afternoon, I received a text message from Lady Nada. She said to me, Lord Brahma, even though this looks like the darkest hour, the, the Admiral Sananda Kumara is here. You will see him on the screen. He knows the exact nanosecond to show up. There are many craft, large craft in our atmosphere. This is a very ancient story. It goes back to the generally known cradle of civilization in the valley of the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, where the civilization of ancient Sumeria recorded their existence. And by the way, the Sunnis are more connected with the Anunnaki. The Shia, which is the people connected with Iran, are more of the teachers of the Elohim that came from that uh, realm at the time. And they don't talk about this in the history uh, currently, maybe Greg Braden talks about it. Maybe Graham Hancock, um, a few, uh, Robert, uh, Michael Tillinger, excuse me. Other people speak about the differences between the, Sh the Sunni and the Shia. The people in Iraq, like, look to El Sadr of the uh, city um, Fallujah. They are Sunni. The people in northern Iraq, and I might be totally mixed up, are, are Shia. There, there is this difference. I know that there's another group called the Hezbollah, and they're in northern uh, northern Gaza and in Lebanon. So and they are connected with the Shia. They're connected to the Ram. Yes. They yeah. are the teachers. They follow the Sufi traditions. Yeah, but that's not how the political strategy uh, The political is. scene is a mess. Mess. And I just want to make a real clarification. There's about of 2.2 million Palestinians in Gaza about 20,000 are members of Hamas. Yes. The and media doesn't get it right. No. It's really important that Palestinians do not be labeled as Hamas. That's not okay. Really important. At this time, there have been, there has been a shift. 
Mother's ancient children are no longer in power, yet they desperately hang on to the matrix, the old matrix, not a continued. It ends here and now. They want to play with the nuke story, yet they will not be allowed to. This is the time as the rainbow nation comes into full being. We live in a realm of diversity. Every soul is equal in the eyes of Mother, Father, God. At this time, we will see the galactic members of the Astar Command land. They are as diverse as we are. One planet, one earth, one sun, one moon. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Face the light of fire. I pass the talking stick back to you, Omina. Thank you, Ram and Tara, for your reports. And I thought that I would talk about the trauma that a lot of the world is going through with what's going on in the world. A lot of us that, again, we go back to if one of the affected, we are all affected. And how true is that? Because just listening to people that I see face to face, it's just amazing how everything brings up everybody's trauma. And one of the things that we have to watch out for is... Oh, let me get my act together here. I think it has to do with the energies. But anyway, I just saw a caption today, and I'll get back to the trauma, because I think this is interesting. I saw a caption today on the TV, or on whatever device I was looking at, and you have a spaceship with two beings in it, running around in space, looking at the Earth, and they said, and the caption is, they're fighting over which religion is the most peaceful. And of course, that was put up in what's going on now, because I'm not quite sure I understand the caption and what it means, which is the most peaceful. Well, they're just being ironic. It's it's funny. That's right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's tragically funny. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is, because they're... It's funny how nearly all wars are fought in the name of God, of some God, whoever's God it is. You think God came down and told them all, fight each other because you're right and they're wrong. <laughs> and that is such a myth. <coughs> yes, sorry. God doesn't fight wars like that. But anyway, getting back to how it affects everybody, what people don't realize that when there's wars going on like that, if it's Ukraine and now it's Israel, we have a lot of people in the world from those regions and they're all being traumatized. And what we have to watch out ourselves for is uh, to know the difference between uh, trauma bonded with somebody or we are bringing up our own trauma. Or we have, we either, it's one of two things, we either have a bond with trauma or we trauma bond to somebody who is traumatized. And that happens when they start having a conversation and telling you about their trauma. 
And I have a case perfectly in mind for that because I was working with a lady not too long ago. And honestly, sitting and listening to her story, I began to think she had a mental health problem. Who really thought she was paranoid? The story was so bizarre. Because she jumped all over the place with story. And finally, by the end of the session, I'm putting all the pieces together, relating to her, And it was a, and it was a, such a traumatized story. And she finally realized no memory of the trauma, but yet trying to find out if the trauma happened. And I thank God every day I am as strong as I am because that would almost create trauma bond with somebody else is taking on their trauma and feeling what they're feeling. It's the same with all this war. I can't imagine being from another country, and I am from another country, but I can't imagine war started, war has broken out there, and the anxiety it causes, wondering if your family is alive or not, or what, like some, what some of the hostages are gone, or I mean, there's some of the hostages that were taken. There's no word on whether they're alive. Are dead. I mean, they were putting out all kinds of stuff about the atrocities that supposedly Hamas did beheading children. I, I just turned off the news when I heard all of that and about bodies being on the ground. And I just turned it off because even if you're trauma free, it's going to affect you because that energy is out there. So it's really, really good to be aware if you can spend your time sending love and healing to whoever needs it, rather than being traumatized by the news and what you hear of what's going on or the threats or the pulling in or the pulling out of people uh, in different scenarios and and the threats about what they're going to do to them, the, the bombing, the bombing of the hospital where they're trying to help people. They put up pictures there of children. I mean, it's just people, that's trauma. That bonds you to the trauma. It either brings up your trauma or it bonds you to the trauma. And the worst part of all of that, it leaves you helpless and powerless because there's nothing you can do about it or so you think. But you can sit down and close your eyes and do what I did in the meditation. Put that world in your hands and put the violet fire under it like you're boiling a kettle. And keep it there until your mind slows down and everything becomes peaceful. And evolve yourself in the violet fire. You can put that under you as well as the globe. Because it works. It purifies the energy. If you have a headache from the whole thing, open the top of your head. Let out all that steam, all that pressure. Whether it's from the energy, it's from the trauma of the world, whatever it's from. 
Otherwise, you're not going to be able to sleep. You're going to eat too much. You're not going to eat enough. You're going to run around on spent energy and exhaust yourself. And what just came in is every time, I never thought of this, but every time we do something like that, or if we get into it, if we get into the trauma, we're feeding the trauma. That makes sense to anybody. It does to me. We feed every time we engage in that trauma. We're feeding it. Yeah, I I agree completely. You know, um, I'll just want to jump in quickly to say that there's yeah. a portion of one of Eckhart Tolle's books, "Could Be Power of Now," where he talks about seeing these people, two people arguing as he was walking past them in a park. And they were near a stream or a river or something. And he saw, um, I think, I guess inwardly saw a sort of a form, uh, an energy form that was rising up out of the mutual anger of these two people. And it became, it looked kind of like a monster. And then it eventually just rolled away into the stream and, and disappeared. But I thought, you know, as you're talking about either we are, uh, bonding with this trauma or, or, you know, or adding to it or what have you, or we're already in it. And I thought, yeah, be, the idea of all of this, I think, is for the old power structure to create energy forms of real horror and trauma. And then we become all the more pliable and, and do as they say. Uh, but d- definitely energy forms can absolutely affect the masses as we are experiencing trauma vicariously, we don't have to actually be where there are bombs going off yep. in order to carry the horror of it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it it definitely affects people. If you have anybody that's uh, living with PTSD or complex PTSD, it's going to trigger off their anxiety. And if anyone is not, doesn't have the trauma to an extent that it disturbs their life, they're going to bond to it. Yeah. And we bond to trauma by by being empathetic to people who suffer trauma. Whatever you do, don't do sympathy. Mm-hmm. Do empathy. And I'm going to give out the numbers again in case anyone wants to call in. If you're experiencing any trauma from all of this, call in at 888-627-6008. Or 323-744-4831. And it does not have to be about what we're talking about. It can be about whatever you want to talk about. And we'll have a conversation and give you help if you need it. We would love to hear from you. But it's that's been on my mind today. And as I go through my day, it's almost like, it's almost like you have to debrief yourself by the end of the day so that you get your mind clear so you can go to bed and be able to have a good night's sleep. And especially if you've been very busy and you're expending your energy, it's really, 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 really important to take care of yourself. Validate yourself. Be emotionally available to yourself. Be mostly available to your higher self or allow your higher self to be available to you. 
Because believe me, I know. And you don't have to believe to receive. You just have to ask. You want relief? You don't have to be in an altar of pain to receive. You just have to ask. Be open to receiving. And you'd be amazed that in the higher realms, how much they want to help. I know they do. I know our energy can become so pure and so quick. It can help people. I know that. I know that from experience. And I'm grateful. I keep telling people all the time, you can do it. All you have to do is think it. If your intentions are pure and you think it, where do you think it's going to go? It's going to go to where it's needed. It's going to give relief to where it's needed. It's just accepting everybody where they're at. You don't have to take them home and live with them. But you most certainly can accept them where they're at, bless them, allow them, and send them healing. Be kind to them. Everyone is neighbors. Every time you go to a store, it's full of all different kinds of people running around. You don't have to take on any energies. Oh, you know what I just thought of? <laughs> if you're at the core of your being and your intention is kindness, sending out healing and love, you can't take on any anybody else's energy. You just can't. Because you're too busy putting out that beautiful wall that everybody needs a bit of. That's, that's a great thing to practice. Put out that intention every day. You walk out that door with it all in front of you. And as the more you feel it, the more you think it, the bigger it becomes. It touches people as you move through the world, through the store, through whatever. And when you're doing that, you can't pick up negative energy. That is great. I love that. Yeah, it's true. You can't pick up. I mean, doesn't it make perfect sense? It does. Yeah. It does. So it's like, it, I think it'll be a great thing to practice. Yeah. And let everybody have a piece of it. Because people, people will be automatically drawn to feel good energy. When we talk about charismatic people, people want to be around them. Why? Because they have that wall of energy. And you, excuse me, and you're drawn. We're automatically drawn to that energy because that's our highest good energy. That's where we came from. That's where we're going back to. That's what we want. And our ego gets in the way. But that's what, that's what it is. And then we go out there every day with all that there. The wall goes bigger and bigger every day. And you can't let any, there's no room for negative energy to come in. There's no holes in it. The other thing is with that to maintain is if you get upset or get angry or whatever you might get, that's okay because you know why? It's yours. You can say it's yours. 
Don't blame anybody else for it. You claim it. You own it. Then it doesn't go anywhere. It's just letting off your steam. It doesn't go to anybody because you're not sending it to anybody. It'll get transformed in that wall of light energy, love energy, healing energy. Can't do that. Violet flame it until it turns white. And keep moving. Or dance. Dancing is of the soul. Can you imagine going out of your complex and you dance out? <laughs> I'd look really funny at my age and my complex dancing out. But it wouldn't stop him from doing it. I bet you anything my neighbors would say, oh, she must be happy today. Well, if you're paying any attention, you'd say I'm happy every day. What do you think creates happiness, anybody? Enjoying what we do or enjoying the smiles of other people or enjoying seeing kids play. Absolutely. Birds play. Yeah. Animals play. I've it's been just having little blue... stuff. Yes, I've been having a blue jay. There's a, there's, a, uh, there's a little tree outside my bedroom window. And this blue jay just comes and creates it. You know, they're very loud and aggressive. And he's been, I think it's a, yeah, it is a he. He has been squawking and walking. And so I just say hello to him. I mean. I haven't seen a blue jay for quite a while. And they're beautiful birds. They are. Yeah. Yes. They're beautiful. And we it's have, like, we oh. have ones here in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, there's a beauty. I live around where there's a lot of woods and stuff. But it's like, oh my goodness, there's a blue jay visiting me. He's in the tree outside my bedroom. And just so I figured he's visiting me. Or at least that's how, that's how I enjoy it. And it's like, and there's lots of life out there. There's lots of natural life out there, including the flowers. But, you know, there's lots of different birds and they're singing and they're squawking. And sometimes at five o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, I hear the owls all talking to each other. More so. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. More so when I had the windows opened. Mm-hmm. And and they might wake me up or I might be about to wake up to get up and go to the bathroom or something. But, you know, it's a beautiful sound. Yeah. Owls are amazing. Owls are just awesome. I just love owls. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're all awesome. Yeah. You know? That's and, and And that's the stuff you want to focus on. Every time your brain goes to a trauma place or you feel for people and it brings you down, you need to go. If you don't have fun memories in your own head, you need to go to nature. What kind of, what piece of nature makes you smile? Elephants make, all nature makes me smile. I love elephants. Baby elephants I adore. But then real babies I adore too. So... I mean, there's so much to be fun with, and there's so much that can make it make give you a giggle. Mm-hmm. That reduces trauma. For any listeners that's listening and are so worried about what's going on over in Israel 
and Palestine. Definitely pray for them. And remember, any souls that have left because of that conflict, they're all at peace now. The people that are left behind are the ones that are grieving and heartbroken because some of their children, some of their parents, some of their spouse, some of their friends, some of them are lovers, whatever they are with that connection to them, they're grieving. We're the ones grieving that are left behind, but the ones that are freed, they're in a, they're in a happier place. They're out of the conflict and probably resting. Oh, Mina. Yeah. I think one of the biggest sources of trauma and sadness is any time you stop and consider man's inhumanity to man at the larger picture. Oh, Sometimes definitely. that whole phrase that you were taught, you people, you were talking about earlier on about the return, the return of humanity and the disappearance of humanity and the focus on making money and the focus on having a bigger yacht <laughs> than the next guy and so on and so forth that has reduced our our connections to each, anything that reduces our connections to anyone. But um, it, to call it all a man's inhumanity to man, that, that saddens me quite a well, lot. That, yes. But you have to remember that man's inhumanity, humans' inhumanity to humans, it's all ego-based. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is the one thing every major religion in the world, small, big, whatever, Every single one of them have one thing in common. You mean they like to talk about love? (laughs) No, they have one thing in common. Talking about love is very different than 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 being love. Uh, That's true. That's why I was laughing. (laughs) Yes, they have all major religions from. Allah, the Jewish, the Christian, the Christ. The Christian name comes from the Christ. Every one of us has a Christ within. And when Jesus was 33 years old, he was Christed. In other words, he activated the master in him. That's how he was able to survive what he survived when they finally got him. But it was to Christ because it's an energy that's higher than anything else. And that's where Christian comes from. All major religions are political, controlling. They really are not of God or Jesus Christ. Because he wasn't a religious reader. He was a rebel and he was also a peacemaker. But of all the religions, some of them were much older than Christianity. I mean, the Palestinians, when they lived in Palestine and the Arabs, they lived along with the Arabs and the Romans were the ones in control then because most of the Palestinian Jews spoke Arabic. But out of all of that came major religions. And they don't realize they all have one thing in common. Which has nothing to do with religion at all. And it's not their humanity. I might they have all, 
Huh? They all go back to one source, don't they? Uh, uh, they're really all part of the same religion, the three major ones. There is no religion. Mm-hmm. There is no religion. The religions of the world are belief systems that manipulate us, that takes away our free will choice, the use of free will, punish that we're bad. Doesn't reward us very well if we're good. Fight wars over it. We fight wars for since religion began. I'm not knocking religions because some religions a lot of people who have religion are good people. The majority are actually. They're good people. They use it as a guide for their lives and that's what they that's how they use it and live by it. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the manipulators of it that create the wars, that create the trauma. And people are wondering how are they going to be saved? You have a lot in the wars that's going on and the cruelties to each other. They're not religious. Because if they believe that religion was of God, and practice what was of God. You think they'd be killing each other? Torturing her? Burning each other? Didn't care if it was defenseless people or not? It doesn't make sense to me. Huh? What'd you say, Caroline? I hit the wrong button. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No, no it I, doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, just, I just want to run back a little bit to something you said earlier. Well, Mina, you said, don't send them your sympathy. Empathy, okay, but not sympathy. Is that because sympathy disempowers people? Sympathy, of course. You know what sympathy does? If I'm going to give you a lot of sympathy, Caroline, it's my arrogance because I'm better than you. I feel sorry for you. Sympathy is feeling sorry for you, and I would hope that it would insult your intelligence. Look it up in the dictionary and see where it fits. It's right between syphilis and S. I don't want to swear on the computer. I mean, (laughs) that's where sympathy is. And that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So I never do sympathy. Oh, thing. I will tell people if they look at me with some sort of pity for who knows what reason, I will tell them, no, you don't feel sorry for me. I'm fine. That's <laughs> right. Stop. It's an insult. It is. It is an insult. It you going to say something, Randy? Yes. We have to realize that thousands of years before the Bible, written in the Egyptian Book of the Dead, the kingdom of heaven is within you, and whosoever shall know himself shall find it. That's so why do we hear anything about that book? Because I read it. Because it doesn't sell. Exactly. That's why. And it doesn't. And it it's not for manip. It can't be manipulated, like it's, you said. Yes, it can't be manipulated because it's like any other political machine. It's powerful, and it's political, and it works, and it makes money. That's what it is. That's what 
any big organization, call it government, call it religion, call it whatever you want to do. For the longest time, religion ruled a lot of governments. But as you can see, we're all growing more aware. And we have to give that power because, again, nobody has guessed what's the one thing in common. I guess you could say everybody on Earth has. The one thing in common all religions that all religions have, they have one thing in common. I'm just going to tease you all and not tell you. Because it's going to be the one thing that's going to unite people when they are aware of what that common thing is. Because it's powerful. And you're talking. You're talking about spirit and our connection to the to all it is, the quantum field lab. Uh, yeah, well, yes, it's in that realm. Yes, it's in that realm. Hmm. But it has that's, to do with human beings. That that's when we acknowledge that 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 exists and and that that we take it as a reality that that's who we are. Well, no, doesn't it goes deeper than that. What's really interesting is nobody really can answer me when I ask that question. So I'm going to let that question hang out there because I wanted to get people's curiosity. I wanted to think and go deeper and ask themselves because, as Randy said, we carry everything inside of us. We do. We carry everything inside of us. Our heavens are inside of us. Our hells are inside of us. Wherever we put ourselves, it's in deep inside of us. That has to do. That has to do with our consciousness and the way we think. And, well, and, there's there's three or four different levels of consciousness. You have a yeah. super consciousness, a regular consciousness, a subconscious, and then an inner conscious. It's the inner consciousness. The inner consciousness has all our answers. The super consciousness is our consciousness of the higher realms. The subconscious is stuff we don't deal with. It gets stored there. Conscious mind is our ego walking around and we're conscious of whatever. So we, and we, and most, I don't know, I would hope most people go from one to the other, but an awful lot of people are not aware of the inner consciousness because they want to call it something else. I don't know what they want to call it. Maybe they want to call it subconscious. It's different than the subconscious. Is that what you call also, I'm sorry, is that also what you would call intuition, perhaps? No. It's different. Yeah. Intuition is your survival skills. Intuition is primal. Think about when man came on the earth first. Intuition, there's only two things that, why why human beings didn't become extinct. They could run fast and think quick? No. 
Well, <laughs> and they could do things. They, 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 they could, could do, do those things. No, their intuition and their intellect. Ah, uh-huh. they're the two things that that puts them on the top of the food chain. Yeah, because they can manipulate everything underneath them. Hmm. So their their intuitiveness which has gotten buried an awful lot with modern times. That's but right. intuitive naps, intuitiveness kept them alert about dangers around them. And their intellect helped them survive and how to fight to stay alive. Hmm. We are, we are a species. We are part of the animal kingdom. An awful lot of animals have become instinct, di- extinct because they didn't know how to survive. They didn't know how to manipulate whatever was attacking them. Human beings did. They got a bigger brain. And look what they've done with they attacked each other. They attack each other. They don't protect each other. Some do, but you walk around the world, you'll see an awful lot of people that do terrible things to each other. I walk around the world in my dreams because that's a safe place to do. Of course, sometimes it's exhausting because I'll find myself in places. But my intention is always to go with my wall. With your what? Oh, my wall of... Or oh, your shield. Yeah. My shield, yeah, call it that. It's a big shield, it's a huge big shield. But I want my shield to affect everybody else if they want it, to spread out that uh, healing, loving energy. We can all walk on the world. We can hold the world in our hands and do it. We can, If we can put a violet flame under the world and let it bile up, we more certainly can walk around it as we're doing it's spreading the sun spreading the love spreading the kindness spreading the empathy we can do the same thing during all these terrible things that are going on and all the trauma and all the bonded trauma we can do that to change it if we all did that can you imagine so that's not our aura that you're talking about that's different the aura is just what we radiate out it's the spirit in us that just we radiate out Um, but we are spirit beings yes what i'm saying is give life to the power of the spirit beings that we are Mm, okay religion religion for an awful lot of people religion has killed all that yes i'm talking about if we get in touch with the spiritual self even if you don't believe it, imagine it. How powerful we are. We are powerful spiritual beings living little living in little bodies. Well, in a dream state, you don't have to be in the body. Yeah, you can just be an orb and and do what you do what you do as an orb. Yeah, well, you need to spread the orb really, really wide. Definitely. Oh, yes. That would be the intention. To help people deal with whatever they're dealing with. And just send it out there. 
some of some of the descriptions I've read about, um, say, Ashtar and and Sananda Kumara, that their energy fields go out for miles and miles and oh, take yeah. in. Yeah, the ascended masters have that degree of love and compassion and so on. That yes, they do, and I call them in all the time. I mm-hmm. have them go marching with me mm-hmm. because think about it when you have them when you have them at your back as you're going forward. Nothing is going to happen to you. That's true, and all you got to do is ask them. Mm. Okay, guys, come on with me. We're on a mission today. And every day we can get up every morning and, and have that intention and invite them. And just go out there and spread it all out. They have your back. They'll spread theirs out. You spread yours out. I mean, that's what keeps me happy. Well, and I, I, and I think, no, I'm sorry, Tara. Okay, go ahead, Caroline. But I just want to quickly say, even if something happens, if you feel the presence of the Ascended Masters and that you can call on them, you've already got um, a sort of, I don't know if I want to say an emotional safety shield, but the reassurance in your own energies that you're not handling stresses alone. And so many people go through life something difficult happens, they have this why me moment, which is understandable, but they feel isolated in that moment. They don't feel that the universe likes them very well. And that's also spread by religion that, well, if you were a good person, this wouldn't have happened or that. And in (laughs) fact, things can happen to anybody, but if you can locate the, this feeling of support, being supported by these energies, by these beautiful beings, you'll know that you're not alone on that path. And that is crucial, absolutely crucial right now. Well, what happens to that is when you start every day and you invite your masters to come to the day with you, eventually you become one with the masters. That's our spiritual heritage. We thought we're not good enough for that. And that's where the separation came. So we have to find our way to know that we're masters walking the earth with the masters that are helping us. We eventually reclaim our spiritual heritage. Yes, and I want I want to address that for a little a minute or two because I'm finding uh, sometimes uh, that if I don't, it's a matter of being conscious about that every day. Excuse me, <clears throat> about being conscious about that every day. Um, or, or I guess I'm having a question about that too. No, I it's feel, a matter, Penny. It's a matter of intention every day. It's intention, okay. Intention, because if you have the intent every day, you will become conscious of it. Oh, okay. I got the order mixed up. That's okay. Oh. Whether you believe it or not, but you start every day with the intention of the highest good and you invite your team with you and you're going on your day's journey with your team. Right. They're going to be right there. Mm -hmm. And eventually... 
you're going to be conscious of them being right there with you because you're going to feel them. Uh, on some and some days I feel them more than other days. And when other days, it's like, what didn't I do today? Something isn't right, you know. And then eventually I'll cotton on to the fact that, oh, I didn't invite anybody to come today. I just got up and thought I could do and did it myself, right? And just That's got up okay. and started doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it, it and that was um, that was going to be something else I wanted to say that when I started to realize that I didn't do anything wrong, but that I was learning something, that when I got to the point where I was able to see that I I hadn't done anything really wrong, 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 that I just didn't know what I was doing. And there's a difference between ignorance and acting badly or poorly. Um, of course. But, you know, when you're when you're not, being made into a sinner that you're only a learner that you you just change the whole way of how you look at the world well you know the old saying all sinners all saints were sinners before they were saints mm. but it took me a while to understand it's not my will but god's will mm -hmm. it took me a while to understand and i started looking at that and asking for help to show me the real meaning of that and of course, what it was, we're spiritual beings. Having a human experience. Exactly. But also, if there is a God, and I know there is something up there that we call God or the goddess, they only have for us is love and what's for our higher good. So if we were to go by their will, it melds with our will. We want for our higher good. We just want love and happiness and for our higher good. The rest is all dressing on the way. We're still, it's like, it's like reclaiming. Again, religion took all that away from us. It's like reclaiming because we thought we had to go through religion to get what was our right all along, which was, the will of God, if God, if all his children, he wants them to be happy and they're loved and they're higher beings and they are free and spiritual. We become that. It's in line with what's the highest good for us. So I get that, it. And that is something that wants defining what is our higher good too. And because, and that's another place where, all the, the pictures, and I can't think of the right word, Omina, that I want, but all of the paintings and all the rest of it that talk to see people on clouds or whatever going up golden stairs. Um, yeah. You know, we're having a human experience, but we have to bring this other dimension to it. We don't leave the human experience and consider that the spiritual experience is the only thing that matters. There we're has to be. We're taught that we have to earn the spiritual. We thought that. When actually it's inside us all along. But we've been taught that the only way we can do it is suffer, repent. And look outside ourselves for that salvation. Right. And if you go inside, it's a whole different story. You, you bring the real spiritual part of you to the surface. And then you walk with the masters. 
See, we were taught never to look at the masters because we were not good enough. Mm. We're, we're not good enough. Yeah. I don't uh, believe that, but that's that's the message. One of my favorite comedians is Kathleen Madigan, and she named one of her Netflix specials Bothering Jesus. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because she a child going to Catholic school, she was told by the nuns, you don't bother Jesus. She said, I was given a laundry list of people to contact Mother Mary <laughs> or this for that. But you don't bother Jesus. You go through all these other people first, and then if nothing good happens, then then you can pray to Jesus. I mean, the most absurd nonsense ever, but I just love that title. Well, it's true, <laughs> but it's very true. Yeah. That's true in most religions. Whether it's Jesus or allies uh, or whoever, somebody in the Bible or whoever it is, that's true. That's what we're taught as children. Of course, I got in a lot of trouble for bonking with all of that. But that's okay. I'm glad that I was one of those warrior souls that didn't buy into it because I wouldn't be where I am today. I just can't imagine being any different than I am, if that, if that, if that makes any sense. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> Somebody, gotta, somebody's got to go ahead and, and lead the troops, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like I just can't imagine being anything else than I already than I am. So I would think that as being my authentic spiritual self. Yeah. And we set that intention every day. You get there. It's amazing because that happens. And then things happen quickly. Think it and it's done. For an example, this is just funny. (laughs) (laughs) Richard was doing something on his computer. Well, the computer wouldn't start up for him. He's an accountant. So it just wouldn't start up for him. And was coming to the deadline for all the filing. And I don't say nothing. He's walking around all frustrated with the computer, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying anything. And finally, you know, I said, well, what did you do to us? Well, I didn't do anything to us. But you must have done something to us. That's not working. I said, would you like me to take a look at it? He says, well, all right. So I said, okay, let me go look at it. So I, he Bring it up front. I said, pull that thing out of there. Something was plugged into it. And I just touched the computer and pressed the button. And voila, the computer boosted up. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> and he says, you always do that. And of course, the arrogant self that I am said, of course. All I have to do is touch it. it was just funny but a part of me believes that there's a bigger part there's a big part of me that my energy can do that Uh, okay then you're creating your own reality that's all yeah well it's happened with people who are in pain I put my hands on the pain is gone wow wonderful and I don't even think about it. I'm thinking about it tonight because we are very powerful beings. 
That's the whole point. In spite of all what's going on in the world, we have the power to unite with everybody on the world. Send out that message for healing. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the other realms, but I'm talking about now that people are suffering and scared. The people that have families in all the places where there's war going on, I don't know about them. The children, the women, the people, the men, all of them who are living in fear because they don't know what's going to happen next. It's sending out that little bit of comfort to them. We have the power to do that. And the more of us that do it, it all collects. The intention is to send it where it's needed. Because energy travels. To bring down the trauma. For people to relax a little, maybe. And think of something happy. Reduce their anxiety. Whatever, whatever that piece of energy goes to them, to relieve them of the stress. To me, that's golden. We have that power. We've got that power in us to do it. If you don't believe it, make it magical. And just say it's going to happen. There's a lot of magic out there, too. Well, I know one of my forms of magic is just to walk down the street, drive my car, whatever, and just smile at everybody. And I get a smile back no matter. Even exactly. From the, even from the worst sourpuss. That happened Absolutely. today while I was waiting, you know. Somebody well, I thought, well, here we go, you know, and I give him a grin through the window. Absolutely. And I got, I got a twitch at either end of his lips, you know. <laughs> so you go out there and you smile at all the invisible ones that don't see you. Yeah. You send that, when you're sending it to the guy that needs it really bad, think of all the ones behind him that needs it. Mm-hmm. When I do, when, this is just an example of how, when, I, when I'm doing a reading for somebody, at first, until I learned what it was, I'm telling you, I would get so many souls nearly burying me. Chattering, chattering, chattering away to talk. Because I was wide open. Ah. Well, I'm wide open when I'm doing a reading. And it was like, hey, wait a minute. I can't hear anything. You're all too busy. You're all proud of me. Yeah, you freeloaders, you. You freeloaders. (laughs) Exactly. I said, this is what's going to happen. I'm putting up a huge big perimeter around me. It's a white perimeter full of energy and love. And you have to stand on the other side of it while I'm working. And that's where they all stay. They're yet, oh. they're yet receiving the healing energy. They just can't crowd me because I can't listen to the person sitting in front of me and getting access to the information that they're looking for answers to. So that's how I dealt with it. And, you know, they're still all there mm-hmm. because the universal law. They cannot, they cannot come in without my permission. Once I became unconscious of them all being there, I was able to make the choice. Nope, you can't all be crowding me like that. Didn't scare me. They might somebody else because they might say, oh, you know, no. No, I'm in control of this, guys. 
I'm not saying no to you. I'm just saying you have to go way back there, sit in the sun over there while I'm doing my work. And wait your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the truth is the majority probably doesn't even want to talk to me. They just want the energy. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. just want that, the kind healing energy that we're all capable of. That's what they want. Yeah. I mean, does that kind of thing happen in other, uh, or would it happen in other uh, places? Or is this just a phenomenon of being human that we radiate like that? It happens anywhere where where there's souls because there's, there's human souls. I don't know about other planets. This is the only planet that does the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual all in one body. That's a powerful combination. Is it ever? Oh, definitely. Definitely. But you have, when you're doing this kind of work and you do it at that level and you do it at you, you expend a lot of energy. You have to take care of yourself. You have to know how to take care of yourself and rejuvenate yourself. Because if you don't do that, you're not going to be any good to anybody. That's true. Yeah. So you have, you can't, you can't, if you don't love yourself enough, are you going to love anybody else? Mm-hmm. And if you love yourself enough, you take care of yourself. Because then you're able to take care of other people. You're able to, it's not that you give them anything. This is the, this is the key, really. You're not giving them anything. You're waking them up for them to pull it out of themselves. You help them pull it out of them. You help them pull out what's in you because you know it's in them too. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is providing an example. You provide, well, you're educating them, you're providing the information, but they do the work. Yeah. But the example is when you, when you, when you're a role model and example to them, they want to do the work. Because I often get questions. How come you're so happy? <laughs> oh, well, excuse me. Should I be just dragging around half dead here? It's okay. I'm not all here. <laughs> no. Well, you know what I you know what I say to them? I'm happy because I mind my own business. Oh, it's yeah. amazing how that cuts down the stress in your life. Seriously, it's amazing. I agree. Absolutely. That includes friends, enemies, strangers, family. That's also true. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. Am I that's, a hard, that's a hard lesson, or not hard, but a long lesson. It takes a lot of, a long time to get that lesson through my blockhead, you know. Well, you either, have, <laughs> you either have to develop the language mm-hmm. so it helps you. Otherwise, it's a really hard lesson. Mm-hmm. It's a long-term lesson. Omina, it's yes, not it something. It's a, it's a long term lesson that needs repetition in various forms. Oh, absolutely! Because every yeah. time we every time we start <clears throat> telling people what to do, the walls go up, mm-hmm. the fight starts. 
because we're telling them they're not good enough to know what to do for themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, the cold so, shoulder gets frostier. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, and it make that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I coach people all the time when they get phone calls, especially when they're talking about their children, adult children. I just say, well, you need to ask them. You want me to listen, or do you want feedback? <laughs> And give them the option. If they say it just wants you to listen, then you listen. I love that. Very yeah, but good. you don't you don't interrupt them and tell them they should do this and that and the other. You didn't even ask them what they want. Yeah. You know, it's like we'd have a lot more peace in the world if we could do that. I'll tell you one thing, it definitely creates a lot more peace in families. Sure. Oh yeah. And you don't go home thinking you failed because they're not doing it right or because they're not following your advice or whatever it is. You know? And it also helps to detach with love. Because if there's nasty stuff going on in families, you can't cure it, you can't change it, you can't take care of it, it's not yours. But you can detach with love and just be, be at peace with it and know that they will figure it out for themselves. Same with all the wars going on. If you're living in a country where there's no war, but your family is there, know, just know that everything will be okay. What is the saying that uh, everything will be okay, and if it's not okay, it's not over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But eventually it will be over. And I think it's going to be over soon. I agree. (laughs) I totally agree. And that was what uh, the Faction 3 White Knights were saying, too. It's over now. Yeah. I think it's going to be over soon. I was just wanted to ask. I know it's at the end of the day here. But I wanted to say that uh, let's put Steve Colbert in the circle of support. There are rumors out there that he got COVID again. That's the fourth time. And he hasn't been showing up on his shows. Oh, he'll be fine. I mean, I know lots of people that had it four or five times. I've had it three times myself. Oh, my God. And I'm still alive. Yes, you are. You're you're, you're kicking fine. (laughs) Yeah. And 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 you got to remember, each time he gets it, he's getting better at resisting it. That's true. I think that's yeah. yeah. All right. But we will keep him in the circle of light and love and prayers to help yes. him heal quicker. That'll be fun. Well, and I'm so glad you said that at the end of the show, and I didn't have to say it in our rummings. You said it. Wow. Yes, <laughs> it is the end of the show, and I <laughs> want to send out for every person out there, light your candle. Imagine your candle being lit and send all that love and light out to the world to everybody that needs it. And it sounds like everybody needs it. Everybody. Know that everything will be okay and trust that everything will be okay. And yes. your departed ones are free and happy and ask for healing for your grief. Thank you, everyone. I just want to say come and join us tomorrow. Thank you. On station one as well. Yes. Uh, 
and then on Saturday on Station 2. Okay. Uh, and I will not be here next week. Oh, yeah. Where are you going? Yeah, I know. Well, I have a very sick friend that I have to go visit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but I will be here the following week after that. Okay. Oh. If I don't go, I'll be here, but I will let you know. <laughs> okay. And we'll okay. keep your friend. What's your friend's name in the circle? Joan. Joan. Yeah. Oh, I was afraid it was Joan. All right. Yes, it is. Yeah. Much so love. I have to go. I have to go visit her. I haven't seen her for a while, so I have to go visit her. And that's my best friend in the world. So. Oh, she's a sweetie. Yeah. All right. Well, much love to Thank you, Omina. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. I know that Penny picked the right music. So let's. I know that this time. Good night, Randy. Good night, Omina. Good night, everyone. And thank you again. Sending love and light to all of you. And I will talk to you all soon. So, music done. The master. Night, night. Night, night.